Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Social Security Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mark Kiner, in my gray fleece sweatshirt. It's a chilly day in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm joined by my partner, Jim Blair, in his blue shirt. Hello, Jim. Good morning. What's the weather in your neck of the woods? Well, since I'm just on the other side of town, it's uh, pretty nasty out, just like it is at your house. You know, Jim, I'm really excited. You know, I did a couple things to my house over the past month. Do you remember uh, what they what they are? Uh, I know you got some uh, siding or something and a roof. That's right. I put up some siding. I'm really excited. It's done. And I got had a new roof installed a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. And people ask me, am I looking to sell? Not really. I just need to do make changes and make improvements. And so I just decided to do that. But now, Jim, I need a pay raise. So please help me there. I hear you. Our podcast is sponsored by the National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program. We offer a a social security class, three ways, live in-person, live webinars, and taped on-demand videos. Next year, we will be in Cincinnati, Kansas City, Chicago, and Cleveland teaching our class. However, we do offer monthly webinars every month. And we also offer our training via the on-demand format. And Jim, we uh, emphasize two items in our in our class, don't we? Uh, well, we emphasize a lot of things. So I'm well, not sure true. what you have in mind. I'll let you say that what they are. Situational Social Security. Uh, yeah. 76 million baby boomers out there, Jim, right? And that they all true. have their own set of situations available to them. You could be meeting, Jim, with 10 married couples. And each married couple will have a different uh, set of options available to them. Am I not right? That is true. They have uh, their own set of options. And what may be good for them isn't what's good for their neighbor. That's the last thing we want people to do as well. My neighbor took benefits at this time. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, maybe that's what's good for you, but maybe it isn't. So Look at your own situation. Try to figure out what's best for you. How to maximize your benefit for your particular situation. And also, we emphasize the uh, pesky social security questions to uncover additional benefits for clients. To um, obtain more information about our educational class, go to our website, www.premiernssa.com. That's Nancy Sam Sam Apple. Send me an email, mkiner, K-I-N-E-R, at mypremierplan.com, or just give me a buzz. My direct line, I've got two direct lines, 513-247-0526. That's my office line comes directly to my cell phone. And my cell phone number is 513-218-8505. Don't try contacting Jim Blair. It's better if you contact me. All right, Jim, I thought today we were talking about spousal benefits. In our class, this is a a topic that we emphasize because uh, the spousal benefit determination is a major factor in when a husband and or a wife might want to begin their, their social security benefits. It's huge. We take approximately, let me see, uh, 
was I going to say? Uh, well, yeah, about 30 minutes or so in our class to talk about spousal benefits. And we have a whole lot of chapter questions there. But Jim, before we talk about spousal benefits, let's talk about the one strategy that technically is still available through the end of this year that we're recording this the first week in December, but it's going the way uh, effective one, one of 1954. Now one, <laughs> one of 2024, Jim, what's the name of that uh, strategy? Well, you're talking about the restricted application and that one, one of 54 that you mentioned uh, that's the date someone had to be born by f- to be able to take advantage of the restricted application. Uh, back in 2015, Congress and the president changed the rules on the restricted application and basically uh, did away with it. And they did grandfather in some folks. And those folks were individuals born January 1st, 1954 or earlier. Now, the problem with that is, according to the Social Security Administration, you attain the age of your birthday the day before your birthday. So someone who just barely made it, they were born January 1st, 1954. Those folks attain age 70 in December of 2023. Uh, Even if they take the restricted application at this point, it's just going to be back pay. And they're going to start their own Social Security benefit at age 70, which would be December. So even though, like Jim said, you can still utilize that restricted application through the end of 2023. Uh, Beginning in 2024, though, that strategy will not be on the table anymore. So if if you're an advisor and a client calls you up and say, uh, can I draw benefits off my wife? let's say it's a guy, and then switch my own benefits later, Jim, what will the answer be? Well, the answer is going to be, no, you don't want to do that uh, because uh, you weren't born on time and you and you uh, are no longer, you are not eligible for that, that particular strategy. And of course, it's the same thing. A wife wants to draw off the husband and wait until age 70 to take her own benefit, still can't do that. The restricted application is no longer available beginning in 2024. Jim, I guarantee you, you know, we've educated about 5,000 advisors since 2013, and we've awarded around 2,700 or so uh, NSSA certificates. I guarantee you we will get plenty of questions next year from the public and our advisors about claiming off their spouse and letting their own grow to age 70. If well, I we know had, those, yeah, we ahead. know those questions are coming because we still get questions about the claim and suspend strategy, and it's been gone since about May of 2016. I think there are 52 <clears throat> weeks in the year. Don't quote me on that because I could be off a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm 67 now. I'll be 68 in February. That's what Gail tells me all the time, at least. And um, I know that all during 2024, I I myself will receive about at least 100 questions about claiming off a spouse and waiting to age 70 to claim your own. I know I will. I I won't bet my money on it, but I just know it's going to happen. All right, Jim, let's talk about spousal benefits. It's so important to understand when a spousal benefit is payable, isn't it, Jim? It is important to know that. 
And a lot of people think, well, I'll take my spousal benefit first and then take my own later, or maybe I'll take my own now and and get uh, 50% of my spouse's benefit when I reach full retirement age. And there's some rules in there that define what you can and cannot do. A big one's called deemed filing, and it's going to control when you file for benefits, what benefits you will receive and when you will receive them. So, Jim, just a couple of rules. Number one, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's say I'm married. We know, Jim, that's not going to happen. You've been married. equate fun to marriage. I don't understand that, but uh, what can I do? You've been married, Jim, now uh, effective in January of 2024. Is it 54 years? Uh, It will be 54 years in January in 2024. Congratulations, Jim. Thank you. And I do have to say I've had a lot of fun. No doubt. How many how many happy years again? You always tell me that, but I, I, I don't remember. I say 10 happy years. My wife says that's ah, more like seven, but now we, <laughs> okay. we get along pretty well. So. so anyway, Jim, let's assume I'm married. Okay. For my wife to collect off my work record, she must be at least age 62. But more, just as important, not really more important, but just as important as that is that I must be receiving a social security benefit, folks. I must be receiving, sorry, folks, I have something in my, stuck in my teeth. I had oatmeal for breakfast. I must, I must be receiving either a retirement benefit or a disability benefit. So if I'm receiving my benefit and my wife is at least age 62, she can draw off my work record. So if I'm at my full retirement age and I want to wait to age 70 because I want to maximize surviving spouse benefits to my wife when I'm gone, She'll have to wait until I turn age seventy and turn my benefits on. If I decide to claim my benefit, my benefits at my full retirement age, and my wife is at least age sixty-two, she's able to collect off my work record. Jim, how much is a spousal benefit? The spousal benefit is based off of the higher earner's full retirement age benefit. Now that's known as PIA. So if you ever see that term, PIA stands for primary insurance amount. And the spousal benefit is 50% of the PIA. It's going to be less the PIA of the lower earner, but you take the higher earner's PIA, divide it in half, and that's what you're eligible for in spousal benefits. So let's say my PIA, Jim, is 2500 Half of that is $1,250. So if my wife files for a spousal benefit uh, and she's at her full retirement age, she'll get the full 1250 if my PIA is two thousand, my wife will receive a thousand bucks at her full retirement age. Assume Jim, my wife's full retirement age is sixty-six, and she wants to claim at age sixty-two. How much will the spousal benefit be reduced? Yeah, for those folks, the spousal benefit is reduced thirty uh, percent. Got it. So if her spousal benefit at her full retirement age is a thousand, uh, if she claims at sixty-two, it's going to be reduced down to seven hundred dollars. Jim, what if I decide to claim my benefit at age 62 and my benefit is reduced, let's say, from 2000 to 1500 How much is my wife's spousal benefit at that point? Well, the good news for the spouse is it's based off of your full retirement age benefit, that PIA, and that's the $2,000. So even though you took your benefit at 62 and get 1500 at her full retirement age, your spouse would receive $1,000. 
Jim, what if I want to wait to age 70 and get all, all of those delayed retirement credits? Will my wife's spousal benefit increase because of my DRCs? It will not. And not only that, she'll have to wait until you reach 870 and start your benefit. And even though you increased your Social Security benefit, you didn't increase the spousal. So she still is just eligible for 50% of what you would have received at your full retirement age. Jim, I was talking with Harold. You know, Harold helps, helps us teach our class. Our class is taught by me and Jim primarily, but Harold is with us all day long. Anyway, Harold told me that PIA increases for delayed retirement credits. So if my PIA is 2000 and I wait to age 70, now my PIA has gone up to $2,640, assuming my full retirement age is 66. I mean, isn't he correct? Uh, Harold is not correct. Uh, even though you increased your benefit 32% because you waited from 66 to 70 to start your Social Security, the spouse's benefit is still based on 50% of your PIA, which is equal to your full retirement age benefit. Now, your increase doesn't increase the PIA. It only increases your monthly benefit payment. That's why her benefit will not increase based on those delayed retirement credits. The moral of the story, folks, don't uh, accept any information or advice or guidance you get from Harold. Okay. I, bet, I got some bad news. I think Harold got a job at the Social Security Administration. I I had a client yesterday who told me that someone at Social Security told him his wife would be eligible for half of his age 70 benefit. And even he knew that was wrong. And so it was interesting that our client, the person filing for benefits, knew that Social Security was wrong, but hey, he just let her say what she was going to say. And sure enough, uh, she, his wife is not eligible for half of his age 70 benefit, just half of his full retirement age benefit, which ended up being about $2. You know, Jim, there's a lot of misinformation given out by SSA. It's, it's really too bad, but there is. That's why advisors need to take our class so they understand and can recognize when a bad answer is being given. Now, Jim, even though my wife does not participate in my DRCs, if she waits beyond her full retirement age and she gets DRCs on her own benefit, will that uh, impact the spousal boost or benefit she gets off, uh, the spousal boost that she gets off my work record? Sure does. It will decrease that because what happens uh, when a wife is eligible for benefits based on her own work record, when we compute the spousal benefit, we'll take half of your PIA and subtract her PIA plus any delayed retirement credits that she earned. So if you're Half of your benefit is twelve fifty, and her own PIA is a thousand. Then she's eligible for two hundred and fifty dollars off of your work record plus a thousand off of her own. But if she waits to age seventy, and her thousand dollars is, I think, is around thirteen hundred and twenty dollars with the increase. Now she's not eligible for any spousal benefit because her own plus those delayed retirement credits are more than what she's eligible for from your work record. 
Thank you, Jim. Jim, you're freezing up a little bit there, but I can still hear uh, 99% of what you're trying to say. So I think we're still good. Okay. So, Jim, if my wife is receiving a spousal benefit off my work record, are we subject, is she or am I subject to the earnings test? Uh, You both can be subject to the earnings test. If you're under your full retirement age, then you're going to be subject to the earnings test. If you're subject to the earnings test, your spouse is also subject to a reduction based off of your earnings. So the number holder, that's a person on whose record the benefits are paid. They affect not only themselves, but anyone else on the record. If your wife is under her full retirement age and she's working, then her spousal benefits will be subject to the earnings test based off of her work as well. So she could actually get hit twice uh, off of your work and off of her work. So Jim, if she's collecting off of me and I'm under my full retirement age, so I will be subject to the earnings test. If I'm earning, let's say, 100000 bucks a year, then in earn, that's earned income, of course. Then, of course, I will not receive a benefit, and my wife will not receive a benefit off my work record. And, Jim, if I have a, a kids, one or two kids collecting off me, they will not receive one either due to my own earnings test. And like Jim, like Jim, like you said, my wife is also subject to her own earnings test. So if she, if even if I'm not working, if she's earning a hundred thousand bucks a year, she's not going to claim a benefit, not going to be able to receive a spousal benefit off my work record. Now, okay. Jim, I do know that if 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 somebody is subject to the earnings test and they do have benefits withheld, then when they reach their full retirement age, their benefit will be adjusted upwards. Uh, to reflect the fact that their benefits were withheld due to the earnings test. So the question I have for you, Jim, is this. Let's say my wife is working and her spousal benefits of my work record are being withheld due to her own earnings test. When she reaches full retirement age, will her own, will her uh, spousal benefits of my work record also be adjusted upwards? Right. She'll see that increase because of the credit months she didn't receive some of her spousal benefits due to the earnings test. And however many months she did not receive a full spousal benefit from you, her spousal benefit reduction factor will be adjusted by that number. She'll see an increase and that's a permanent increase for the rest of her life. So she doesn't get it all at once, but she does see an increase in her monthly benefit amount. And as I mentioned, that's, carries through for the rest of her life or until she survives you and then she starts to receive a survivor benefit because that's a different type of benefit she's going to receive at that point. Of course, the earnings test dollar amounts are increasing in 2024. Jim, I believe, and please correct me on this, the initial earnings test is $22,320. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, so... Uh, that applies at age 62, 63, 64, and December 31st of the year uh, you attain age 65. Now, Jim, the earnings test uh, that you, when you reach full retirement age, or not reach, but in the year that you reach full retirement age, how much is that? Yeah, that is, um, is much higher. It's 59000 
$520, and it only includes the months before you reach your full retirement age. So for example, someone attains their full retirement age in June, they would want to know how much you're going to earn January through May. And if it does not exceed $59,520, the earnings test won't apply and they'll receive benefits for the whole year. Now, granted, they'll receive a reduction because they're taking benefits at least five months before full retirement age. But that also means they're getting checks five months earlier, not checks, Jim, deposits, I should say. Jim, I do know that benefits are paid out according to a specific schedule. You're either going to receive your benefits on the second, third, or fourth Wednesdays of the month, depending on your birthday. So I was born on February 13th. So I received my benefit on the third Wednesday of each month. So the question I have for you, Jim, is this. If I'm married and my wife is collecting off my work record, will her payment date be uh, be uh, based on my birth date or her birth date? Yeah, in that situation, her payment is based off of your birth date because she's receiving benefits from your work record. What if my wife is receiving her own benefit and the spousal boost off mine? Now, when does she get paid? Well, that one's a little more complicated. Her own benefit will be paid uh, based off of her birth date. And if uh, there's a, and what she receives from you is dependent upon the payment center it comes from. There's several payment centers throughout the United States. And if her payment center is the same as yours, then she'll get her money all at the same time. But if there's, there are different payment centers, for example, there's one uh, in Chicago, there's one in, uh, in Dallas. And so uh, if depending on where you received your social security number determines your payment center. So if they're different, she might get one benefit at one point and uh, her, the spousal benefit at a different Wednesday. I never knew that folks never knew that. All right. Final topic for today. Now we're recording this in December of 2023. And Jim, we're getting a lot of questions from advisors that their clients have received letters from Social Security or maybe Medicare. I'm not sure exactly where it's coming from. And you, you know, relating to the IRMA adjustment. So, so are those letters coming from SSA or uh, Social uh, or, or, I, or Medicare? They come from the Social Security Administration. Okay. So those letters are indicating that based on uh, the individual's 2022 return, they have exceeded the, the IRMA uh, dollar amounts. And as a result, they are received, they're, they're uh, going to be assessed an IRMA surcharge. Now, I had a couple of questions just today that uh, from our advisors that their clients received the letter and the increased income in 2022 was due purely to a capital gain. What would you say to that, Jim? Well, I would say that unless they have a life-changing event that happened in the same, uh, same period, they're stuck with that higher premium for at least 12 months. Just because it's a one-time capital gain doesn't save you uh, from the higher Medicare premium. First of you must have a life-changing event. So you retired, uh, there was a death in the family, 
Uh, there's several different ones out there. You you uh, lost uh, income producing property, that kind of thing. Um, if you if you can't show a life changing event, you're going to have that higher premium at least for 12 months. The good news, if you want to call it that, is that when the 12 months are up this time next year, they'll be getting a letter that says, okay, now your benefits are based off of your 2023 earnings. And since that was a one-time event, the earnings will go back down and their premiums will go down. So it's not a permanent increase. So if you had a life-changing event, folks, you need to show that your income in either 2023 or 2024 has gone down. Correct? Correct. Got it. And fill out the form SSA-44 to appeal their IRMA surcharge. Uh, let's see, Jim. That's about all I wanted to cover in today's podcast. I want to remind everybody that we this, th- we offer a couple services. Number one, social security consulting. So if you're meeting with the client or you are the client of an advisor and you're looking for assistance with your social security claiming strategies, you can connect with uh, with us, connect with me at mkiner at mypremierplan.com. Our fees are on 550 for a consultation. That includes a written report by the big guy, Jim Blair, and Tucker. Tucker his dog, is his dog. He'll help out with the analysis. Consultation with the two of them. Uh, follow-up questions and applying for benefits online. If possible, there are th- a few benefits you're not able to file for online, but if we can, we'll do that for you. Also, of course, we educate. We educate advisors across the country and offer the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. After a day of an extremely intense training, advisors will take our assessment. After they pass the assessment, they will join 2,700 folks across the country that have earned the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. And like I said, Jim, before, we offer a class three ways, live in-person, live webinars, which we offer every month. We have two well, I guess by the time you folks listen to this, it's probably going to be in January, but we do offer the holiday special webinars in December. So be on the lookout for the one in December 2024. And if you're listening to this in 2023, you'll see that we have holiday special webinars scheduled for December of 2023. Um, and we also, have, of course, offer the on-demand videos. Uh, reach out to me at 513-247-0526. By email, mkiner, K-I-N-E-R, at mypremierplan.com. Jim, Blair, sir, any final comments? Yeah, make sure that if you're an advisor, that your clients maximize their benefit for their particular situation. If you're not an advisor and you're just listening to learn about the spousal benefits or any of our other podcasts, make sure that what you want to do is maximize your benefit but that's for your situation. Technically, maximizing your benefit means waiting to age 70. But that's not, that doesn't fit everyone's situation. So we want to maximize your benefit for your situation. Situational Social Security is very important. We want to make sure you understand that. And everybody should receive the benefits that they're entitled to receive at the most amount of money that they're entitled to receive them. So that's our goal, whether we're working with our clients uh, for a consultation or we're teaching the advisors about Social Security. It's important. It's income that you're going to receive the rest of your life once you retire. 
you want to you want to get it right. Great, Jim. I couldn't have said it any better than that. Jim, if I don't see you or we don't do another podcast uh, in 2023, I want to wish you happy holidays and happy new year. Definitely do. You and everyone else out there. Same to you. Happy holidays. Happy new year. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Social Security Talk. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.